welcome to the Sports Carnage Podcast, presented by Detroit Sports Nation, featuring Paul Roshan, A.J. Riley, Ryan Griffin, and Matthew Bassett, bringing you the most arrogant takes on the planet straight to your ears. We don't promise to always be right, but we promise to act like we are. What's up, y'all? Welcome to Sports Carnage, along with Paul Roshan eventually. Ryan Griffin's here. AJ Riley's here. I'm Matt Basson. Uh, we actually have some sports to talk about finally in the sense of an answer of whether or not we are going to have baseball this year. We are going to have baseball, I think. They say we're going to have baseball. <laughs> At the same time, the COVID numbers are now climbing again, so who knows what we're going to have. But on the premise of assuming we are going to have baseball, AJ, Ryan, how excited are you guys? <laughs> I'm All right, that I'll excited. Say, I'll say, Real well, excited. AJ's more excited than me, so I was going to let him go first. Um, I figured I'd let I mean, you go first. It's pretty cool. Like the ultimate gentleman. It's, um, we just discussed before we hopped on, it starts a week before basketball, which will probably stop me from watching it more than I would have if it started, like, next week or something. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty excited for it. I've, I'll be interested to see. You know, kind of what the Tigers do. It'll be nice to have something on every night. Um, and if there's a night that basketball is not being played, although they're all going to be in one location, so I don't know how, how frequent that's going to be, uh, then I'll definitely be tuning in to watch some baseball games. And I might mod, I might watch more of these 60 games than I would of a regular 162-game season. That's an interesting point that we should definitely talk about. But, AJ, break down the particulars 100%. here for how the season's going to okay. happen. Well, first, let me say that I am excited um, that baseball is starting again. Um, you know, obviously, everybody's going to report to spring training July 1st. Be like a two-week spring training, even though it's more like summer training at this point. Um, and then, according to MLB.com, they're actually doing it at their home like ballparks. Like, they're not really traveling. Um, I know there was an article that came out locally that, that, that that's what the Tigers are doing. But upon further investigation, it looks like everybody's kind of doing it. Um, so what you're looking at, this is kind of an agreement that um, in the first agreed-upon proposal back when all this started, they kind of gave the commissioner permission to set a season and say, you know, here you go, this is what we're playing. Um, and then obviously through the back and forth that we've had all, you know, spring and summer, early summer, it kind of got to the point where Manfred just said, this is what we're doing, um, which is fine. Uh, I, I firmly believe kind of going off of what Ryan said, I think, and you know, I hear things here and there that this probably could have happened a month ago and they could have played a lot more games Mm -hmm. and really captivated an audience that they have lost over the last however many years. Um, which I think would have behooved them, but they chose to drag it out, and so here we are with 60 games. And so according to MLB.com, um, it it's not – this is a little bit older because it's not – it, the article says that it's not finalized, but what they're looking at, um, and there will be more details coming out, is a 60-game season, and to limit travel distances and all of that, it looks like you'll be playing – the majority of your games against division opponents. So 40 games against your division, Mm -hmm. uh, 10 against each of the other four teams. 
and then those other 20 games would come from your counterpart in the National League. So the AL East would play the NL East, the AL Central, the NL Central, the right. ALS, the, the NL West. Um, the postseason format is going to be the same, five playoff teams. All that's going to be the same. Um, there will be the DH in both leagues. Um, it was rejected by the players as part of the original proposal, but it's it slid in as like the health and safety protocol according to MLB.com. Um, be, okay, how is it? A, how is it a so health and way, safety thing to add the DH to the NL? Well, what they say is in an effort to not overtax pitchers by having them hit. Oh, oh that's that's nice of them. <laughs> That's a direct quote from the article. Wow. Uh, look, the universal DH is something I think is coming after 2021. Anyways, I agree. This new collective bargaining agreement. So might as well get everybody used to it now. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I, I'm i for it. Give guys, okay. you know, give guys the ability to play longer. It, You know, and oh, yeah. it truly levels the playing field. I mean, if the... If the the Tigers go into San Francisco in 2012 with a DH instead of having Verlander and Scherzer have to hit, you know, that might have been a different series. I also, well, that's a whole different category. <laughs> but um, so uh, the trade deadlines moved back to back a month, so instead of July 31st, it would be August 31st. Um, and then the rosters are going to be 30-man rosters for two, the first two weeks, 28 men for the next two weeks, and then 26 for the remainder of the season. Um, but players will also – or teams will also submit a list of 60 players um, that are eligible to play in 2020, the 40-man roster plus what mm. they call a taxi squad of 20 players. Um, hold on, just one more thing real yeah. quick. But the, the one of the biggest changes that we're going to see in the regular season, not the postseason, we've got to be very clear about this, only in the regular season to kind of cut down on time, they are going to, um, I, I believe it's called a California tiebreaker, but it's what they've been using in the minor leagues where you start the inning with a guy on second base. Right. The guy who made the out. and the, So they're doing that only for the regular season to kind of speed up any extra inning games. I like it. Um, but then in the postseason, I don't like it. But I, I like it for this situation. I don't like it moving forward for like a real season. Um, not a real season for a non-COVID season. Um, I and then in the postseason they'll go back to the regular, um, regular, um, you know, extra inning stuff. Um, some of the safety things that they have, just real quick: players, coaches, and st- support staff will be tested every other day during the spring training period, the second spring training. Uh, the regular season and postseason, they'll receive temperature and symptom checks twice a day. Um, social distancing encouraged. Non-playing personnel must wear masks in the dugout and bullpens at all times. No pregame exchange of lineup cards. No celebratory contact, which I don't know how they're going to enforce that. Um, no spitting or chewing tobacco and or sunflower seeds. Chewing gum is allowed. A ball will be thrown out once it's been touched by multiple players. And fights are strictly prohibited <laughs> so those are some details i mean so you can just be the guy <laughs> all you want in this 60 game season the, the nah, so the I mean, astros are in a whole lot nah, of trouble because then your team is, is gonna get then your team is gonna get hit big time and the yeah, but you can't fight about it yeah but <laughs> then you're talking about ejections uh they did make a a change to the injury list um the injured list 
There'll be a 10-day injured list for all players instead of a 10-day for players and 15-day for pitchers. And the 60-day injured list has been reduced to 45. <laughs> all right. And then one last thing is this. The MLB has the right to relocate any team that they want within the regular and postseason oh, well, to neutral sites for health and safety reasons. So that's actually the perfect segue to what I want to ask you next because I'm hearing a rumor that MLB has been talking to the officials in Toronto to try and have the same thing the NBA is having right now, which is one place to play these games. And they're tr- they're trying to get the hell out of this country that is surrounded with COVID because the numbers in Canada are nowhere near the numbers in the United States of yeah. America. Have you heard anything on these rumors? I, I haven't heard anything on those rumors. You know, it would be interesting, to be honest with you, Matt, to see what the condition of the ballpark where the Expos used to play is. Because having so you got thirty teams, so you'd have fifteen games a day, basically, right? Um, there's no way you can do that on one site. So, especially if you're trying to play sixty games in seventy-one days, it's just it's very yeah, it's... unlikely you'd have to have a second ballpark. Um, you know, obviously your closest places to New York, New York, or to Toronto or New York, and Detroit probably. So. And Montreal to get teams, but that's but that's what I'm saying. There's been a there hasn't been a major league team in Montreal for how long? Right. So what's the condition of that ball field? If that ball field's in condition, in good condition, you could definitely well, and get I those think, games. I in. think it is. Based you just on go back the Tampa to a Bay Ray discussion you know, that's been in the past between splitting time between right. Tampa Bay and Montreal. You would think that the the condition of the uh, the ex, Expo Dome, right? Yeah, yep. thank you. God, it's been so uh, long. Um, <laughs> I don't know what it was. I called. think it was the Expo Dome. I think it was the Expo. I don't know. Maybe not. Whatever. The Montreal Expo is where their home was. Um, yeah. You would think that that, can, that field, that AstroTurf, whatever, is in decent conditions if the Rays have been in talks with them for a while of trying to split their locations. Right. And, and so I think that would be, you know, one, you're going to – it's going to make that transition for the Rays a lot easier. Um, I think that it also, um, you know, is is not a bad idea. To keep everybody safe, make sure you don't have to shut down the season. You know, all these ball players grew up going to tournaments where you're playing, you know, early. You know, you start games at 9 in the morning, next game starts at 1, next game starts at 4. You know, they, they can do it. Um, just it, I think it would be diff, a little difficult to get seven games in every night. You know, mm-hmm. so... That that might be a little bit more difficult. So maybe if you added a third stadium, they might be able to and play five games a day. Um, but I don't know what that looks like. So I'm excited that it's coming back. I think that you know, I, I think that they missed a huge, an absolute massive opportunity. Um, but again, I'm not a health expert, and so if they think that it's truly, you know, something that they can do. Or, or couldn't do earlier, then I guess I just have to kind of roll with the punches on that one. So, um, I am interested in some of these, like, milestones, though. Um, there's a lot, there's like 20 contenders for, like, major milestones in 2020. Oh, you mean, like, personal milestones? Uh, yeah, personal milestones. Like, 500 so, so home run runs and through. things like that? Yep, let me run through some of these, and you guys tell me what you think is most likely. Hmm. All right. Okay? Uh, you got 60 games, remember yep. that. 
Albert Pujols, fifth all-time in home runs, second in RBIs. So he needs 12 RBIs to move into second place. That's happening. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think that's happening. Um, and he's four shy of Willie Mays in oh, home yeah. runs for yeah, fifth yeah, most in history. Yeah, that's yeah. In sixty games, so he's I, hitting. He's that hitting one's four. definitely happening. Okay. <laughs> even even at this okay, stage of his one. career, I think he's hitting four in sixty games. Yeah. Yes. Uh, okay, Miguel Cabrera, five hundred home runs, three thousand hits. He needs one hundred and eighty-five hits. And he no. needs twenty three home no, runs. I don't, I don't think, no, I don't think he's getting either. No, one hundred eighty five hits is a lot of hits in a hundred sixty two game season. Bro, that's three hits a game in sixty games. It, it's yeah, it's it's yeah, it's three plus a game. And sorry, that so no wait, and but and how I, many don't, home runs he I don't I don't think he's homering every three games either. Every three, he needs twenty three home runs. I don't think one hundred eighty five. Yeah, I think he I think he can get close on that. You know, maybe twenty. I, yeah, but I don't know if he's yeah, getting all I the way to twenty three to five hundred. It'd be cool. I mean, it'd actually, be kind of cool for next year if he can get his three thousandth hit and his five hundredth home run in the same season. Yeah, that would be cool. I, I, I think the sixty games kind of puts him in a position to definitely get it next year. Um, long as he, as long as he stays healthy these sixty games. But here's the thing, too. He's like, got to play forty five all this 60. time off. Yeah, he's got to play 45 of the 60, but at the same time, like, he's had all this time off. I wouldn't be surprised if he played 58 of the 60, That'd be nice. especially as a DH. Like, if he man. can but knock still, off like about 75 did... hits in this time, so he only has like 110 next season, like, you know you can bank out he's going to get that next season. Still, yeah, man, that's still sure. way too many hits. He'd have to bat, like, 500. To what? Get seventy five hits? No, to get the one hundred and eighty five hits that he needs. This year. Oh yeah, this year. Yeah, oh yeah. No, yeah. no, no, no. I, 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 I think, I think they're 70. both out of reach this year. But if he knocked off seventy hits this year, yeah. Um. Okay. Mike Trout, three hundred home runs. Jesus, he already? Tw- <laughs> yeah. He enters twenty twenty with two eighty five. Will he hit fifteen yes. more in sixty yes. games? <laughs> He will be the only, the eleventh player ever to reach three hundred home runs by the end of his age twenty eight season. I was gonna say, and how, how much quicker than anyone else that's done it? And he already has more WAR than all but fifty six players in the history of Major League Baseball. <laughs> He's so good. All right, Max Scherzer, are three thousand strikeouts. Um, let's see. How many does he have? He, oh, he would need 300. No. <laughs> no, wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. I, I, I take that back. Yeah, he's, he's at 2692. So there's no way yeah. he's getting that this year. No, he, he needs 308 strikeouts to get to 3,000. Yeah, there's no way he's, he's getting that. Yeah, next what, year. Like 12 stars. Yeah, like. Okay. Clayton Kershaw, 2,500 strikeouts. He has 2,464. Yes. So he needs, so he 36. needs 536. Yeah. Oh, he needs 536. Oh, no, he needs 36, he needs 36 right? No, that's that's 3,000. My math was off. He needs 36, yeah. He, he needs 36 that. Ks? He in, better get yeah, in, in, in like 12 starts. <laughs> the, the three, three strikeouts. Okay, here you go. Yadier Molina, 2,000 games caught. He's at 19... 47. So he needs to play 53 of the 60 ah, games. I don't think so. That's, That's tough, tough. As a catcher. 
That's tough. He'll definitely get it next year, but that's tough. Hang on, hang All on. Right. He's uh, still with the Cardinals. Still Who the is Cardinals. their other catcher? Uh, they they just traded for one with the Diamondbacks, I believe. So there's a there's a chance, and there's certain pitchers obviously is, that roll only. I think they're gonna do like a lot of back to, or like a lot of double headers too, and that's a tough ask. Uh, there's gonna be there's gonna be some. That's a tough that, ask man. to have this dude gonna... sit down for 18 innings. No, there's. No, there's no way. You, it's just like a general rule of baseball that you never catch a doubleheader back to back, especially at his age. He's thirty. You telling me Yogi Berra didn't catch a doubleheader? <laughs> no, it's not what we're telling you. Johnny Johnny Bench <laughs> didn't catch saying. a doubleheader. I'm telling you, it was a different era. Okay, Aroldis Chapman, three hundred knees saves. or knees, man. They still have the same knees. That's still gonna hurt. I don't care what era it is. I, I get it. <laughs> I get it. Nah, that works. Aroldis Chapman needs twenty-seven saves this year to hit three hundred. No. With the Yankees, yeah. you don't think he'll save twenty-seven nah, other games? It's like half. That means that's half their games. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. The problem. The problem isn't you know will he be. You know, will he be out there? If the problem is, is it considered a save? Right. You know. I mean, you also so, like they're going to lose games too. I mean, they're going to be a good well, team, yeah, so they're not going to lose but, half the games. But like, you're already taking. But even if you go forty-five and fifteen, you got to save twenty-seven before. I don't know. It just seems like a lot. What's the save record yeah, in the I season? Mean, like sixty? No. What is it? Uh, no. Uh, uh, what, did, what did Hoffman do? Is it Hoffman that said it, or was it Murray? Fit. 56, I want to say. Hoffman or Mar- Mariano? I can't remember. So, like, the record is you save know. a third of the games, basically. Right. Yeah, and he, and he, would, have to, and he would have to save half. Oh, shut up. That's who has the saves record in a season? Is it Valverde? It's freaking K-Rod. Oh, oh no, it is K-Rod. He's, yeah, he hit 57. No, 62. Right? In 08. Oh, Edwin Diaz hit 57 what? and 18. Bobby Thigpen right. at 57 and 90. Eric Gagne, of course he did, 55 in 2003. That ain't nothing but yeah. steroids. Yeah, no, then 27 is too much. You're asking him to save half the games. Yeah, I think he'll get close. I think, okay. you know, he can probably get within 10 for next year. Okay, so. Starting pitchers are going to make about 12 starts this year in 60 games if they pitch every five days, mm-hmm. right? John Lester needs 10 wins to get to 200. No. Who is Lester pitching for It now? doesn't even matter. Like, 10 and 2. And I know pitcher wins isn't, a, you know, a good stat. But, like, that's just not. No, the, the Cubs The, the numbers are very much against series. you winning, getting yeah, a win on, in 10 or 12 starts. Much he was less on the Dodgers, maybe. He was on the Astros, Maybe. But he's on the Cubs, and I haven't seen the Cubs come to life since winning the World Series. Not much, anyway. So, I don't don't see Lester being able to get quite that many. So, those are your milestones that you're looking at for the year um, in 60 games. I think think Trout definitely gets it. I think Pujols definitely gets it. I think those those Um, ones are guaranteed. Yeah, I think there should be some good close ones, though, too. I, I think that Miggy, you know... I, I don't think I don't think he's going to reach either of those. You know, obviously on a show before the season even started, I did that bold prediction where he would um, reach those this year, but <laughs> that was obviously with a 162 game season. Um, so I um, 
I, I think that he'll knock out a chunk. Like, he might need eight home runs next year. And like I, Matt said, maybe 110 I think he'll hits. have a nice average because like, he doesn't he, have to play in the cold this year. Right. And that's that's kind of why I wonder if his, like, maybe the boomstick will kind of come out a little bit. Maybe right off the bat because he's going to be really <laughs> fresh. It, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if in the first ten games he had, like, six home runs. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel you. But well, at but, – but at the same time, like he's gonna wear down, and I just hope he chunks it out a little bit, like get takes a nice chunk out of it, and then he can get it. In I hope Molina plays another year so that he can get those uh, get those two thousand cut. Yeah. Oh yeah, Yadier is. He ain't going nowhere. It's, I mean, it's in his AJ blood. said he was Molina's old. play until they can't. Yeah, he he's, is old, but the Molina's play until they literally cannot be more. Like Yadier yeah, ain't going old, anywhere. Old right people now. Still, he's still the, the top half of catchers in the league. Like, can you name? I'd say he's top five. Top five in the NL. I he might even be top five in the. Major I mean, that leagues. you ain't going nowhere when you still you still in that argument. As, as as far as like as far as like defensive catchers, yeah. He, I mean, he's a solid bat, but um, you'd be hard pressed to name. You know, I think six more players better than him. All right, so. <laughs> These guys had a little bit of spring training before the season got called. Right. And now they've sat since beginning of, what, second week of March? Third week of March? Uh, Yeah, but you know, as anyone knows, they haven't been sitting. Well, the elite of the elite like, have not. But, you know, you're talking about, you know, a, a big roster of players. And some of these guys are just pitchers. They haven't been sitting. Some of these guys I, are older. <laughs> And yeah, but I I can guarantee you they might have taken I I I I would be shocked. A little family time. I would I would be shocked. You if, don't think any of these guys are gonna be coming in a little out of shape? We're gonna see a little sloppy ball to start off the sixty game season. Maybe some of these guys so, got the corona and they've been out of it for a little bit. Yeah, I don't. Or they or they thought there like, wasn't gonna be a season, some, so they was just chilling. Right? They just been drinking beer, getting that. No, gut. they. <laughs> I some you know some of them, but like those guys that are competing for a spot, like I I, I would say somebody like like imagine David Akeem Wells Delario. in quarantine. Okay, David <laughs> Wells is a, a different different yeah, monster. Well, even all like Victor itself, Martinez, but, you know some <laughs> like, like yeah, how but, big is but those are guys going to be when he comes back. Bartolo wasn't even on a he's team be, last year or this year, VA. so. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I think that um, not looking like Mo Vaughn. You know, I think that's why they. I think that's why they have these two weeks to kind of get everything kind of, you know, back in the swing of things. Not necessarily getting well, back in shape, so, but I, I bet they're in better shape than you're giving them. Are they playing for. against another team? I'm sure they are. How's that going to work? I, Where like, you're trying to be safe about this whole you know coronavirus stuff and keep your team isolated, and you're going to bring in another twenty guys from somewhere else to come play against you. Yeah, I don't know. They might just do live scrimmages because they. What it said was that it was going to be an abbreviated second spring training. Right. So, uh, so you might just get like you take your sixty man roster that you have, and run inter squad scrimmages, and then it's like, hey, opening day, July twenty third. Here we go. Sounds to me like they're running a whole lot of suicides and BP. <laughs> Probably. I mean, I'd, there's a I'd lot rather of just play uh, games. They're not called suicides anymore, Matt. <laughs> oh, we can't call them suicides no more. 
What oh. are they called now? Down and backs. I mean, that I know that because I was writing. Because I, I, I wrote a blog for my job, and then like I mentioned suicides in there, and I sent it to you know the editor. And they were like, nope. Oh, God. <laughs> I was like, oh. So, what, Can't what, do that. What are, they, what are they? Wind sprints? No, uh, sprint down and backs. No, he said Call down and backs. Oh, down and backs. Which, which down, down and backs does That's make fine. sense? It's it's yes. less. It is. It, it's very. I've heard them called line touches does, as well. PC. It sounds way too innocent. Suicides is what they yeah, should be it, called. You need to know the the brevity of what you're getting yourself man, into. When I when I did color commentary for the IBL International Basketball League, this little 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 pro basketball league. All these new jobs, Matt throws these guys that you know either used to be in the NBA, but not anymore. Like Samaki Walker, who won a title with the Lakers in like '02. But, like, he ain't been in the league for God knows how long. He still wanted to play, so he was out there. Toby Bailey, former UCLA star um, that didn't have a pro career anymore, really, in the NBA, was out there. And then guys that are trying to, you know, get better and somehow get to a D-League contract or something. But it was a hell of a lot of fun rolling color commentary. And I became really good friends with uh, the point guard, shooting guard, and the center of the team. And the point guard and I are hanging out, and I'm – Wait, one guy played those three positions. (laughs) (laughs) But no, so this dude, Ryan Davis, was our point guard. And uh, he and I would play ball together and stuff. And I'd try and D him up as much as possible to help him work on shit. And we were just fucking around. And, like, he got me to do do a suicide. And, like, because I was timing him and doing it. He's like, all right, you go. I'm like, hell no, man. (laughs) I ain't done a suicide in... Like ten years, like he's like, nah, let's. I want to see how. I want to see what happens. I was like, ah, all right, fine. So he times me, you know. So baseline, free throw, baseline, half court, baseline, full baseline, back, and oh no, sorry, free throw and then full one and back. I was good through free throw, half court, other free throw. Like I saw his (laughs) eyes, like he was surprised that I was doing this well. And then came the full one, and I damn near died at the free throw line coming back. (laughs) I was just like I made it across, but I was on the count for a good three minutes before I got back up. <laughs> I, yeah, I you got it. off easy too. You were doing basketball suicides. Do that crap on a football field, man. I did do that crap on a football field. I don't want to do it again. <laughs> like man, you got there's so many, so many, so many field. yard lines. Just so many. I played basketball oh yeah. First, and then when the football. Yeah, but it's it's ridiculous. Like it's ridiculous to do. Five yard down and backs. That makes ten no yard, sense. Ten no, yard. ten. Ten, ten yards. Twenty. Yeah. 30, okay. Forty. Fifty. Forty. Thirty. No, no, I just, that shit was murder. You know what it's I? So you much. know what I would rather? It's ra- so much. I'm like, it's coach, so why do you so hate much. us? What God. I'd rather? What I'd rather do is say, give me the skill, guys. You got 15 seconds, or you got 20 seconds width of the football field and back. We used to do that all the time. In Texas, we just um. All right. And, look, and, and what about the big boys? What what they have to do? <laughs> about 26 seconds. seconds the thing that and i don't know how it was for you guys i know we all kind of grew up in different areas but coming from a rural area in a smaller school it's kind of a lot different because you you don't have specialized training so like a big texas high school football you have actual strength coaches and conditioning coaches and all kinds of stuff and then football is kind yeah. of about football whereas when you play sports at a small town school your coaches have to do everything. They have to get your conditioning in. They have to build your strength. They have to teach you the technique, the plays, all of it. Like that's your practice has to cover all of that. So yeah. it sucks. I mean, we did all of our sports. You do so much running. It's like half of. It was the same down of, here, Paul. What? It was the same down here, down the river. I mean, half of what you do is running, dude. I remember literally across yeah, the board, whether it was 
football, soccer, wrestling is so much. Soccer, we would literally run two no, miles you before starting practice. That's, that's you run the, two miles before sport. you start practice. We're, I'm, the, I'm that's tired. That's why I chose being a keeper. I am tired before we're starting practice. <laughs> what are we doing? And it's like, come on, man. And then Working I, on your mental wrestling, toughness. That's so what your coach wrestling, right? Yeah, so you run enough during practice. At the, end of every, at the end of every wrestling practice, like you're dead. Nothing <coughs> just destroys you like wrestling. At the end, you do Indian runs, which I'm not sure if we can call them that in 2020 either. But I we call them so. Indian no, runs. Not. Um, oh, sorry, <laughs> Native American yeah. runs. Do, do we'll call fronts. them Native American runs. Uh, Native American runs around the entire school, like three sets of them. It's like, dude. I'm gonna I'm regret dead, this. Man. What is a Native American run? It's where the guy in the back of the line sprints to the front. You're all running in a line like the whole team's in a when line. When the hell the Native Americans ever run like that? <laughs> I don't remember that ever happening in a John Wayne movie. Listen, I don't, I don't know, we I don't know about where the baseball. name came from, but that's what it's called. That's what we do, and they suck. We were talking about baseball. <laughs> yeah, we were talking. Well, yeah, Seeing baseball, we just ran to the foul pole and back. Yeah, Beautiful. foul poles. Well, baseball poles. is not really uh, endurance sport. Well, foul poles and getting timed all the way home. Working, uh, running the bases, sprint, stuff like that, fully baseball. But there's just no reason to run your guys ragged. And, and you need to work on technique. Like, baseball is all about goddamn technique. So that's yeah, like the one exception. I mean, there's, there's some – I mean, pitchers need the endurance. Catchers need the endurance. There's Pitchers need there's arm endurance. Stuff. It's very different. And, yes, I, no, I understand it, that it's a whole body thing. I understand it's not just your arm throwing the ball. but If your legs get out, give out, you're in trouble. That's But a lot of that stuff, I mean, I, I'd rather – you train that in the weight room, man, in my opinion. So, Paul, More what got running. us on this topic is that I am of the full belief that we are going to see some sloppy-ass baseball to start this 60-game season because I believe that half the locker room has been sitting around not doing as much as they should be to be in baseball shape for the season. And I don't think two weeks of, spring, of a abbreviated spring training is going to get them back to tip-top shape. I And I disagree. I, I You're probably going to have some guys that are out of and shape and And they don't sloppy. test for weed anymore in the MLBs. I I agree. I actually agree with AJ. The two main things they never tested the the two main yeah. things lots, you're lots doing in baseball. You you look at the pitchers. You look at the hitters. Uh, both of them can train by themselves. Like they don't need. Yeah. It's not. They could be training this entire time. Half of them in their homes. Like it's not a big deal. You have a batting cage with a uh, pitch machine, yeah. or you're a pitcher who's literally pitching to nets. Like it's not that big of a deal to me. Um, I think the sports <laughs> that it's gonna kill, especially if it's played. Basketball, so basketball is weird because it's like this breakdown midseason. But honestly, football, especially college football, if we see it in an abbreviated form or whatever it's going to be, and these you're talking younger kids learning the system, new players come in and out every year. It's not like professional teams. Like it, it's football, it's going to be kind of crazy. Hopefully, we yeah. have a football season, but it, it it hopefully it happens. And assuming it does, that one is the one that I think is going to get hit the hardest. Um, basketball. I don't know. I, it's gonna be so. I think I think the first week of basketball is gonna what be I pretty think sloppy, might be, and you're gonna see a lot of guys in and out. But it's like, kind of the same. Gonna, so the thing that I would worry most about basketball is shooting, and but at the same time, every NBA player has a has a hoop at their house. Like it's not like they can't yeah. sit and shoot at home. Now it's not the same. I understand. Game speed. I understand that it is not the same. But technique and stuff, you you can still practice. You're still getting it done. I mean, it's like it's I don't know. No, the, Lake, really? the Lakers got an inside man on this track. You hear about this, Ryan? This guy named Steven Jackson. Not the Steven Jackson of the NBA, but a businessman named Steven Jackson who's a diehard Laker fan and has seven or eight 
courtside season tickets for the Lakers and has had them for like 20 years. And this fool reached out to LeBron because he has in one of his Bel Air mansions, I don't know how many he has, but in one of them, he has the exact replica of the Staples Center floor in his <laughs> his house. And he's reached out to LeBron about if he wants to come practice here and bring some friends of his <laughs> to get some workouts in. Does LeBron not have a life-size court in his own home? I don't know if LeBron wants to have all them damn people at his house. That's also probably a very <laughs> real possibility. I think LeBron I, wants I, to I win kids, a title. Man. LeBron, LeBron ain't no bitch. He wants to win a title. Well, so, hey, Paul. This is the same man that cramped we, down and had to be carried across the court. <laughs> I was say, to turn the AC down. <laughs> Listen, I, I've heard a Paul, lot of... Before we, oh, I'm sorry, AJ. I keep interrupting you. What were you saying? Just, that's okay. Just before we move on from baseball real quick, guys, I want to talk about prospects. Because Paul and I started this conversation in the DSN chat, like, on Slack, and I think that it's a very good conversation that should be had. Like, do you, as an organization, use the Tigers, for instance, take 60 games and bring Mize up and Torkelson? Hell no! Hell yeah, don't they have to read 139 days for, uh... To be considered rookies? Yeah, service time or something? Well, so... Okay, so I've been reading up on service time, and Paul, I'll give you the answer, Thank and I'll you. tell you what I think, and I you can either re- you can either rebuttal it or agree with me. Okay, yes. I've I've known that you have to have six years before you can become a free agent. Okay, you also once you hit your third year can start going to salary arbitration. Okay, yeah, based on performance, and there's an arbiter and blah blah blah. Right. Blah. So so for the rookie contracts. 150 at bats. Um, what was it? 150 at bats. Um, and I think it's something like 50 innings. 50 maybe innings pitch. That would make sense. I, I think now, so. Now, does that yeah, line up go. with their service time? 50, so is that when their clock uh, starts? So, so listen. So that they're not no longer considered a rookie. If they have a, over 130 at bats and over 50 innings pitch, that's one part of it, right? Yep. So, but now service time works for like any day that you spend on the major league roster counts as a service time. Okay. So I was looking at it this way, and I'm trying to read this as I talk. Uh, two and three years major league experience and at least 86 days of major league service in that season. Top 20. No, those are super twos, so that doesn't matter. So here's what I think. Um, if they play 60 games, right, and Mize and we'll use Mize and Torkelson as the example, they're up for 60 games, okay? Mm-hmm. Those 60 games, they're going to lose their rookie status, okay? But it's, one, not going to count for a full year because that's not 172 days. Once they get to 172 days, it's considered a year. So you get them for, you're going to get them for like six years plus 60 games. And so, in my thinking, you're not losing anything. Well, hold on. If you, so it doesn't it doesn't count as a partial so year towards the six years. It counts as a partial year, but but like they have to get that hard six years. So so let's say year five, right? Year five ends. They let's say that next year they're up full time for the next five years, and they have five full years of service time. Never got sent down. Nothing. And then you have this outlier of 2020 with 60 games. That's not a full six years. So we'd get them for that sixth year, 
and then in the seventh you get them for the whole arbitration. Six you know, you see what I'm saying? Now, there's there's a couple of things, couple of caveats. Number one, uh, I haven't seen much on service time as far as 2020 goes, like how they're going to count it. If there wasn't a season, then all the players who got service time last year were going to get the exact same service time added to them this year. Well, that's but now whack. there is a season. But now there is a season. So I don't know how that's going to count. The other thing is you have a new collective bargaining agreement coming out in 2021. So after the 2021 season, you may not get those six years of arbitra- uh, of control. You may only get four years of control. Well, but that would that would have to only apply to new players, I would imagine. You can't retroactively go back and change the clocks of players already who have signed contracts and are in the major league system. No way. Yeah, I don't. I I don't know. I mean, especially with how contentious all these negotiations are. I know, but that's like, that's got to be written into their existing contracts. I don't know how you could retroactively change that or why you. I mean, I know why the players would, but I I think that would be a a misplay. And I don't see baseball's so broken. Like that's where it's. And arbitration's broken, too. It's all just broken. You know I hate the salary structure in MLB, the way it works. I love the minor league system and the drafting system and all that. It's just the salary portion of the sport is super broken. But there's I mean, there's a lot of things that would have to change to fix that to me. So you basically say let them ride and get that free year. Yeah. Well, I, I say let them ride and get that 60 games of experience right now. That might be free. That it that might be free, and then you, there's a good chance Torkelson and Mize are not coming up and staying up. So then you're still going to be counting on a clock with them. But this year, 60 games, and you've already got like fans that are pissed. Why not give well, them a little taste? Well, unless they, unless you think that their performance and what is going on with them is detrimental to their growth. So like if Mize is up and he's not quite ready and he's just getting the lid up. And you think it's going to crush him and maybe ruin his career? That—that's obviously you make a decision there. But well, outside of that, up, then. that's what I'm no. saying. That's what I'm saying. But outside of that, if they even look like they're close to belonging, and you're not hurting their development, if if this is if this really would play out as a free year, of course, I do I have them up the whole year. I mean, we don't care about winning well, games. But but here's the other thing: you also have no minor league games going on this year. So do you want these top prospects getting 60 games on their service time and being able to play? Versus sitting and not doing anything at all. Versus, no, I'm, yeah. I'm all for playing them as long as it does not start the clock. Well, it starts the it's clock, start, but effectively because the of the way the seasons are. But see, what I'm worried is that they're going to count it as a full season. That's That would be my concern. But, and if that's the case... I would rather them sit even if they're not playing baseball. And the re- there's it's multifaceted, but the biggest reason is I want them under control as long as this is a complete lost season for the Tigers. I mean this we're not doing anything in the sixty games regardless. And it is so much easier to justify, hey, it's just a sixty game season like you can chill, versus if you had a hundred and eighty game season or hundred and eighty two or whatever it is, justifying yeah, we didn't have a spot for you this entire over a course of 180 games to get you some playtime. It is so much easier to say this season's a wash at 60 games. It's not a big deal. Sit down because obviously we know it's going to be a few years before we're doing anything. And we want them under team control as long as possible when we are ready to do something, which obviously we're both on the same page of. I value – and I have a concern 
And really, these things should be hashed out before the season starts, but God knows these leagues and the way they do things and how twisted they can be at times. Um, they might decide down the road, hey, we're just going to... Especially, maybe it's part of CBA negotiations. It's very finicky. This whole time frame for baseball is just awkward for all of this, and it's very unfortunate. But if they were to, at any point, say, we're treating this as a real season, so... Normally you play three times as many games, so whatever service time you have, we're going to multiply that by three. Now we have a problem. Now I don't want them to play. And I don't – it would be great to take advantage of the 60 games if we can and it not hurt us. But if there's a risk involved there, I would rather them sit and not play baseball at all and not start their clocks personally. So I have, I'm like everything that I'm finding on service time in the shortened season is like back to the original agreement in March. If the season would have been canceled, the players would have received their full service time. This is according to SI. For 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 Group players did. that hit last so, year, right? But what about so, what about so a shortened yeah. season? Well, that's what that there's nothing that has been updated. Like all the 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 March. I see one from June, but I, I don't think it's um, so awkward too. Because like, if you have a player up, and you decide that you don't want him up anymore, you're not sending him down. You're kicking him off the team. <laughs> yeah, but you weren't here. You, it's just like on, you, you don't need here. to play baseball anymore. Well, listen. So, so you weren't here, but teams are eligible to have a sixty-person roster. Now, listen, the 40-man roster, which you know about, which includes prospects that are up and coming, all that kind of stuff, plus a taxi squad of 20 people. For the first two weeks of the season, they're going to have 30-man rosters. The next two weeks will be 28-man rosters, and then the rest of the season after that will be 26-man rosters. It's usually 25, but they can still, isn't it? It is usually 25, but they were actually extending it one person this year. Um that one person but, better so, be a goddamn pitcher. Well, so listen, so so now they have this kind of minor league system of sixty players that they can pull from if they need to. But how does that affect service time? Well, if they're not on the twenty six man roster. What if they're on the twenty eight man roster? If they're not on the if they're not on the thirty, twenty eight, or twenty six man roster, they're not gonna get service time, it doesn't sound like. But I'm trying to find that, and I, I legitimately cannot. And again, find it's it's how it. are they going to apply the service time? Is there going to be a multiplier because it's a shortened season, or are they going to treat it like regular games? I, we don't know. So, uh, if if it's if it's going to be treated as normal, as if it was a normal season, and we're getting because of the way the contracts and seasons break down, you're getting a free 60 games. I'm all for it. I really am. Outside of that, though, I would rather them develop on their couch than accrue an extra season a year early than, earlier than needs to be. I mean, I think there's the trust me. I think there's the it feels like to anyone ground. <laughs> Go ahead. Does Matt, it feel sorry. to anyone else like I mean, there's only 60 games. That's all you have to play this year. Like any team has a shot of being hot for the right yeah, amount that, of 60 games. Uh, I feel I feel It's the right. Same way. You're right. You're I I I 100% I, I agree. So that's why like like games. there's not I, time for cr- for the cream to rise to the top. In a 60-game season. Which is, which, I agree. I agree. Um, 
which is fine. Like, that's going to make it more exciting. Like, I was reading something about, um, here you go. It's from, uh, from CBS. Um, five takeaways or five, what's the title of it? Six reasons to embrace potential madness of a 60-game sprint. Okay, here you go. Number one, managers valuing each game more. Number two, no pitching workload limits. Number three, a big wave of prospects, which goes into what we were talking about, but it didn't say anything about the service time in there, Paul. I just kept trying to look. Um, possibility of ridiculous rate stats, uh, like somebody hitting 400 yeah, in six like games, a possibly. Low ERA. Um, like a Michael Fulmer. Yeah, they like, had five. ERA through that, uh, through the, like those six games. Yeah, something like that. A heightened chance of fluky upsets. Yeah. Here you go. Um, 25 playoff, 25 teams in the possible playoff hunt. With just a few weeks left to play, which means that, like, you know, you get hot for that last week or so, and the Yankees fall off, the Astros fall off, you know, somebody like that falls yeah, off. Yeah, screw the Yankees. You could see, you could see somebody like the White Sox sneaking into a playoff spot this year with only sixty. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, like, like they're they're a good young team that's still not there yet, but they could definitely slide in if they get hot at the right time. And you could even see, and I know that it's, like, ridiculous, but, like, I mean, is is it possible that the Tigers could win 25 games, right? I mean, 30 games, yeah, win half like, the games, you know what at, I'm saying? At like, the 30-game mark Which I think year, bodes well. So that's what, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, I think that, like, I know it sucks that it's only 60 games, but I think for Detroit fans specifically, like, this might be, like, the best thing that could have happened. No. Best thing if we get the number one pick again. Well, okay. In that regard, yes. But, like, you're also, like, even if you were in the top two picks, right, top three picks, like, because you you have this ability to create excitement at the major league level, possibly get a view into the future of what your prospects are, and still be picking really high to get a really good player again. So, like, I, I like, to, that's what's exciting to me. I have... I have one um, more question after you finish up about baseball. I know we've been talking about for a minute. Yeah, go but... ahead. Oh, I thought it was my bad. I'm, um, I'm done. So when you have teams that are like buyers and sellers, I know it's a shortened season. Do you think you mm-hmm. you think you're still gonna have teams that are like that aggressive? Because like, no, you're no. not. Because you got to think about all the well. I mean, you got to think about all the big moves that were made last offseason. Remember, Mookie Betts is no longer a Red Sox. He's a Dodger. Mookie Betts is is a is a Los Angeles Dodger right now. So is David Price, right? Mookie Betts all like the Dodgers. It kind of sucks for the Dodgers because they gave up their prospects for only sixty games of Mookie Betts. But like, I I think that you're only going to have a month to kind of know what's available, where your team's at, to then go forward for a month because the trade deadline got moved back to August thirty first. So, I, I see on one hand, Ryan, I see where you're coming from. Like, it might make teams more aggressive. But, that also is going to go in their philosophy of how they view this season. Do they view this season more as like a, uh, I know some people are calling it like a practice season. Um, would getting a World Series ring be validated oh, in only a 60-game season? You, if you're the team there. that wins it, absolutely. I, you're not going to put an asterisk 100%. on your own right? I, I, I think it's no, absurd 100%. to even if you I don't care if you're talking everybody's Cy Young, playing the same M- amount of MVP, games MVP all-star there's an uh, asterisk next it. to the 99 it Spurs no it's not 
There is in the in the in everyone's mind. There is a lockout season. Not a full I don't think season. so. I've never heard someone say Duncan the, the has NBA, four and a half. No, but like, the but like NBA everybody is kind of a different beast because it yeah, is entirely but, rigged. So everybody's mind doesn't matter. What matters is everybody played the same amount of games. You performed at the highest ability for those amount of games, and you won the championship. Yeah, you should get a, yeah, you I, should so get a third I, of the I, title because you played a third of the season. I, Especially I, the uh, team that wins. Like, your fans are still buying your championship yeah. T-shirt jerseys. 100%, oh, yeah. man. Stop, 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 stop. I, I'm all... Matt, you're talking nonsense right cut, now. So, first yeah, of all... Have cut-off yeah, shirts. A, third, about, a shirt about a third of the size of the normal championship shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Like the one Ezekiel Elliott wears. <laughs> the regular season in baseball has way too many games anyway, and you still have to win the same amount of postseason games, which is all that really matters. So I do not want to hear that nonsense. I like how you're actually taking me seriously. <laughs> so so Dan Simborski of Fangraphs, and I probably just butchered his last name. Good. He, Sorry, he wrote Dan. earlier um, that at, at like a 50-game season, talking about like kind of this uh, – um, I, I don't know what the word is. Equality across, like, from the good to great, the bad to worse. Like, the ability to differentiate between great and good, mediocre and bad, it fades significantly with this amount of games. Yeah. So there's, there's going to be, like, it, it, it's going to be, but, it, but that means it's going to be, I think, a fantastic oh, fun yeah. ride for 60 games. You know what Absolutely. I'm saying? Like, we're gonna have a New York so. Mets, Oakland Athletics, freaking World Series. <laughs> Maybe you might get uh you might get a. No, I wouldn't say Rockies. There, you might get the Diamondbacks back in the World Series. Funny you say Rockies. See, I would. That's where I would like if they had one place to play all the games. I want it in Colorado. Get them up there. Let's watch the home runs fly for these sixty games. Pretty <laughs> fun. Have, have, like, you know, home and I know game. you're against the idea, AJ, but what if they put the fattest, slowest guy on second base to start the inning? <laughs> then there's still a no, chance look, you get I'm him out. For with it. <laughs> like, I'm like, for it. Your worst athlete starts season. Season. Thank you, AJ. That is in, AJ is 100% I'm for it right. in the regular season. AJ is 100% right. We don't need 18, 20 inning games in the regular season. But in the postseason, I mean, are you kidding? Do you remember? Oh, no, I mean remember every inning. Do you remember the Dodgers? <laughs> was it Dodgers Cup? I mean, Dodgers every Cubs? inning. Dodgers, get some more injuries. Dodgers Astros. Dodgers Astros, it went like 13, 14 innings. I think it went even longer. I, all I know is I was up super late, and what? then I, I called in the next day. Don't talk to me. I worked a 22 inning game on the radio. The, 22 well, innings. Yeah, the 30 you inning game. Padres like, well, I don't, and the Rockies or the Padres and the Reds. God. Paul, you weren't here for this, Two but that, that is one of the agreements to speed things up is during the regular season, they'll go with the minor league extra inning rule where a guy starts on second base. And I'm super fine and, with it. And then, yeah, so am I. And then in the postseason, it'll revert back to a regular. And that's how you know, all this stuff should be. Like, take take an NFL overtime, for instance. The The – it's fine in the regular season, and then it should be different in the postseason. You should have to play real football. You, each team should have equal opportunity. It is different, and it's in a the little better right? than it used to be. It is what? different in the postseason. I, I still it? think the NFL should have college footballs. Doesn't each team rules. get the ball? In well, the it's not. I. I don't know. I it, no, I mean they. If the first one doesn't score a touchdown first, I mean, do you not remember Brady's walk off against the Super Bowl against yeah. Patrick Mahomes? Atlanta. All oh, right. No. Well, Atlanta in the Super Bowl too. Yeah. What was the difference though in the Super Bowl? Something was changed. Like 
Oh, that's new. Uh, they they made a rule that Tom Brady's never going to get back there because he's a bum ass bitch. <laughs> Do we have anything else to talk about? I feel like other Shelly things Ford happened that were important. The new Lions owner. The the new old Lions owner. Don wanted us to brief the Lions. Are we doing that or are we doing that next week? Brief the Lions on what? Y'all still suck. You're going to suck. You're going to continue to suck because you're still owned by the Fords. The Lions have a new owner, though. It's still a Ford. It's the same family. There's (laughs) no significant This woman been owning the Lions for three years. Whoever's in charge. I still don't entirely agree with that. Well. Well. Mark Cuban, (laughs) act now. (laughs) Buy my damn team. Please. I know. All right. We got games. We got games. We start with the usual. Who in the blue hell are you? Who the hell are you? I'm going to do better this week. You vow to do better. Well, you only only get two chances this week. You only got two for each of you. We do not have start bench cut this week, but we have up to, depending on how long the conversations take, four different one or the others. So, Ryan, your man, is a seven-time All-Star, a five-time All-NBA player, and he also won Rookie of the Year, and he has played with Mr. Big Shot, Steve Nash, and Fake Ass Superman. (laughs) That's uncalled for. That's so uncalled for. I, I just don't know that he played with Billups. God damn it. When would they play together? Because I think I know it. It's funny. Because <laughs> I was thinking about like the options earlier today, and I just got stuck on two people. You said Nash, Dwight Howard. He would play with Dwight. And, and Chauncey Billups. And Chauncey and Billups. Fuck. It sucks because Chauncey played on 100 teams. He should have been all star one seven times over. Well, you got 30 seconds. You said seven-time All-Star. You say five-time All-NBA? Mm-hmm. Nash, Dwight, Chauncey. I don't think he's been Chauncey ever. Fuck this thing. Ten seconds. I gotta guess. Oh yeah, I forgot. I I Steel, go ahead. AJ. Carmelo. No, Paul. Oh. Is it Mike Miller? No, it is Jesus. Grant Let me... Hill. God damn it, that was my other. You son of a bitch. <laughs> so I did not remember him playing with Chauncey Billups. In fact, I don't remember Chauncey Billups being a member of the Los Angeles Clippers. But apparently, in the 2012-13 season, oh they both God. were. That's why I cut him from my list. That's so shitty. Played with Steve Nash for a few years in Phoenix and was with Dwight Howard in Orlando. That's a bummer. That was that was one A. God damn it. That was hard. I'm so so disappointed. I I bet Vince Carter's more than seven times. I should have given it to Grant Hill. Because the five time All NBA was was like he was a monster when he was in the league. He was just not healthy then. God damn it. Yep. I'm gonna be mad at myself for the next hour. I, I'm showing you how much how little I know about basketball because my other guess was going to be Kenyon Martin. <laughs> God, yeah, I don't think Kenyon's played with Dwight. God damn it. I, 
yeah, I didn't know where he was in his later career, but and I doubt he was also a five-time All NBA. I knew Vince Carter didn't. Man, move right, on to Paul. the next one. I'm just be mumbling to myself. <laughs> Your man's is a six-time Pro Bowler and a two-time All-Pro, and he's played with Jared Goff, Joe Flacco, and Philip Rivers. Six-time Pro Bowler, two-time All-Pro, Jared Goff, Joe Flacco, Philip Rivers. Oh my God! And we have the thirty-second mark. So your other hint is he does not run or catch the ball. I already knew it was a lineman. Uh, yeah, if you start giving him old lines, I'm out, I'm out of the discussion. Hey, look, I, I can I, neither I confirm nor deny if I would actually put a lineman in this. That just seems rude to me. You got 10 seconds. And when I said... Can I have like 20 no, seconds? No, you cannot have 20 seconds. You can have five more seconds and know that it's a defensive player. That's all the hints. That's five, oh, when did he play with four, Rivers? three... Two, one. Need a guess. I got a guess. Uh, I don't know. Eric Weddle. Yes. Oh, Jesus Christ. Get <laughs> out of here. Nice, AJ. Good. Wow. Yeah. I should have. My guess I, was a keep wow, to leave, and I was like, he never played with Rivers. Damn. When did Weddle play with Flacco? In Baltimore. I'm sorry. After he left I'm the Chargers. I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean Flacco. You mean I golf? Meant, uh, golf. Last year. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. I didn't know right. that. I deadass did not know that. AJ coming from blood this league. He tried to steal mine, too. I I had no idea that Eric Weddle played for the Rams last year. I've I've been, every week, I've been patiently waiting for, like, Matt to go, like, in a certain order, like, for our next guest, like, to steal. And, like, this week, I'm like, ah, screw it. Yeah, take it. I'm just going to start shouting out. Hey, that's that's fantastic. I've been trying to be the gentleman over here, and now (laughs) I've got to turn into, like, the savage. Oh, my God. I can't believe he played. What did, did he even play any games, man? I gotta look this up. What did he do last year? Uh, He he got his boot shaken Okay, well, while you're doing that, go ahead. Uh, read mine, man. Carry on, Johnson. <laughs> well, he played a lot last year. What? <laughs> do you remember Go that? Ahead, do you remember Carry on's first touchdown? Uh, I Ooh, do. That was so sexy. All right, AJ. It's the best Your one in A ten-time All-Star, a six-time Gold Glove, a six-time Silver Slugger, and a multiple-time World Champion. And he has played with. Chuck Knobloch, Dave Winfield, and Jack Morris. How many All-Star games? Ten. Ten-time All-Star. Okay. I appreciate you asking that Dave, question. Dave Winfield. I have no idea. Multiple times. Say that again. Ten-time All-Star, six-time yeah. Gold Glover, six-time Silver Slugger, yeah. multiple-time champ. What's multiple? Come on. Yeah, numbers. I can't be too specific. It's more than one. That's so trash. <laughs> Look, baseball are giveaways. When you say it's a six-time champ, it's like, oh, it's the Yankees. Like, yeah. So multiple, multiple champ. Yeah. Chuck Knobloch, Dave Winfield, Jack Morris. Thirty seconds. Okay, one more time on the accolades. Ten-time All-Star, six-time I'm Gold sorry. Glove, six-time Silver Slugger, and one-time mention on the Sports Carnage podcast. Do you have a fourth hint or no? 
Uh, we in the final 10 seconds. He's a two-time world champion. Two-time world champion. Oh, shoot. Uh, five, four, three. Six-time silver two, slugger and gold glove, you one. said? Yep. Don't, don't say anything. Uh, Turning into Paul here. <laughs> Paul Molitor. No. Anyone want to try and steal? Paul. Ryan. Stan Musial. I do want to try to steal. What? For I said sure Stan Musial. No. Uh, Paul? <laughs> you're like 30 years too early. Hey. Damn. Kirby Puck. Yes, sir. Oh. Oh. So played with Chuck Knobloch. I, I, I would like to. I would like to. Already. I don't. Hold on. I do not know what the rules are on this, but I was using Baseball Reference. That's fine. Oh, I've used it before. That is no, cheap. Oh, it's cheap. I use. This is it not before. an open book what? test. Hold on. I am being. I am being very <laughs> open. Not here, an open book I, test. I don't know what the rules are here. Well, fine. Then it doesn't count. Uh, Knobloch <laughs> in '95, Winfield in '93, and other years '93 and '94. On the Twins? Yep. Jack Morris in '91. Winfield? Yep. Oh, Winfield was on the Twins. Oh. I, 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 I would not even try to lie and fucking say that. Oh, I'm sorry for that fun. And try to say that I, I knew. I honestly did not know that Dave Winfield played on the Twins. I was thinking Yankees, like somebody that had crossed path. Dog on it. Okay. I was saying names of famous players. All right, Ryan. That's my strategy. Your man's is a 10-time All-Star, an 8-time All-NBA member, a 9-time All-Defensive member. Jesus. He's also Rookie of the Year. And he's played with J.R. Smith, Kenyon Martin, and Steven Jackson. Time all defense played with Steven Jackson. Ten time all star, eight time all NBA? Yep. Ten all star, eight all NBA, nine all defense. Rookie of the year. J.R. Smith, Kenya Martin, Steven Jackson. We have 30 seconds. Fifteen seconds. Your last extra cl- hints. He's also a six-time steals champ and a four-time assist champion. Is it Jason Kidd? No. Damn. Anyone want to try and steal? AJ. Paul. Uh, Mark Jackson. No. Um. Steals. Oh my no. God! Wait, no. hold on. Say no. say the names one more time. You're- because I, I think I have it, and I'm You don't get this much mad. extra time, Paul. And for Ryan, it was J.R. Smith, Kenya Martin, and Steven Jackson. The answer is CP3. Yeah, fuck. Mother goddamn. See, I didn't think CP3 had that many goddamn oh, wow. uh, defensive. I guess that makes sense, but I really didn't think that he had. I thought oh, the, uh, the six-time steals champ and four-time assist champ would give it to you, Ryan. Before who you said that last how... clue, I thought it was Jermaine O'Neal. Who, who knows who the steel champion is every year? Stop it. Get out of here with that. It's, uh, All right, pause uh, or they announce. <laughs> it's also, it's also Man, usually sh- a point I sh- guard. I should have just... 
I should have just Dude, guessed him, but I didn't God know. I need to just make guesses, even if I think they might be bad. We've been damn. telling you this for a month now, Paul. I, so but it's it, so hard. It's such a bad you, job. You don't understand how much I, I hate being right. wrong. Paul, so I, I literally just stupid, said Mark it's Jackson. It's like being wrong twice. I just said Mark Jackson. It's It doesn't matter. Like, let's be honest. All right, him and J.R. Smith were teammates in their younger years in New Orleans. Like, when you're yeah, wrong, you're so Oklahoma wrong. City. Yep. Kenya Martin was a member of the Clippers in 11-12. Steven Jackson, a member of the Clippers in 13-14. I don't even want to hear that. <laughs> All right, Paul. Oh, so Your man. Oh, this has been brutal for us. We are over right now. Uh, No, we're not. I we're have not? a steal. I there's have us, there's that a steal. No one's gotten their own yet. Maybe you not, can break yeah. that trend. Your man is a five-time Pro Bowler and a three-time All-Pro. And he's played with Charles Woodson, Latavius Murray, and Prince Amukamara. <laughs> oh. No, he wouldn't play with Woodson. Latavius Murray, Prince... And who was the first one? Charles Woodson. Five time, three time All Pro. Three time All Pro, five time Pro Bowler. Oh, this one's really gonna piss me off. And we got twenty five seconds left. Is, Your last hint. He also won Defensive Player of the Year. So Ten seconds, mad, dude. Oh, I think I got it. Five, Whoops. four, three, two, one. Need an answer. I'm hearing crickets. Anyone else hearing anything? Nope. Um, you got it, Paul. Paul's going over two without having a guess. Uh, Khalil Mack. Jesus. Yes, sir. No, he did not. Yes, he did too. Paul, Paul's like, I want pro football reference right now. On the Raiders. He did not play with Chuck. In 2014 in Oakland. And 15, I think. And Latavius Murray by that time, right? How long did Chuck play? God dang it, I should have just guessed him. But I thought there was no way. I thought there was no way in the world, man. So my shit was not. Is this how you treated your SATs? Like, if you didn't know, you just didn't even answer it at all? Oh, wait, that's actually something I, I want you to do, right? I <laughs> actually fell asleep on the math portion of my ACT. Hey, like, I did missed he play like with, 15 Did he questions. play with Prince in Chicago? Yes. See, that well, was my shit, not knowing where Prince and Mukamara played, like, the last two years. Yep, oh, I me was too. like, Giants? I thought it was Jason Pierre-Paul at first. Now, hold on, hold on. I thought we are that Lions too, Ryan. fans. How do you not know that Prince played for Chicago? He's in division. Which is sad, because I wanted to draft him. <laughs> Okay, so I can break the streak and hopefully yep. we don't go over against Matt tonight. Yeah, AJ can. You already, you've already. Well, no. I hope. Man, I hope you I don't, because then oh we all God. get one steal, and then I'm so still mad. I cannot. It. Thirty-eight years old. Charles Woodson played. Why did you play so long? Because he was because. worth the money. <laughs> God yeah, damn. Good on TV man. too. He's. This that man favorite, was a defensive player. Michigan player of all time, Charles Woodson. A defensive player that it's, started it's all sixteen games, and, and a yeah, defensive and player that started all sixteen games at age thirty-nine. How do you that, start sixteen NFL games at thirty-nine years old in the NFL? Because you're one of the best. Is on defense. Athlete. 
on defense. And why I, are you so good? That that God. play that he made on the sideline against Michigan State is one oh, of the, the one-handed plays. Yeah, the oh, one-handed pick. Uh, that, that, like, the, why, why couldn't you say like Marshall? No, oh the, my God! Go ahead. I actually, didn't play with Marshall. Okay, why before, couldn't you say literally anybody else? Derek can, Hart. Like, come on. Like I watched that today, and I'm like, oh, he's out of bounds. <laughs> like, yeah, no question. You had to say Charles. I try to avoid that. guys that have been on one team their entire career if I can. Right. Right. Like, why would I say Derek Carr? Like, oh, it was definitely with the Raiders then. Like, Charles Woodson, you're like, oh, it could be with the Raiders, it could be with the Packers. Yeah. Say anybody, I did man. get Jared say, Goff, though. I did get Jared stupid Goff. Lime, stupid linebacker. But it was a, runs in the but, but it was a twist with the fact that, you know, it's a defensive player and I'm naming quarterbacks. Yeah. yeah. All right, AJ, to try and steal the Knights. Uh, you're getting crafty. I don't like this. Your man's is a 12-time All-Star, a two-time Gold Glover, an eight-time Silver Slugger, a five-time batting champ, and he won himself a World Series. And he's played with Derek Jeter, Roger Clemens, and Jose Canseco. Okay, give me that again. He is a 12-time All-Star, a two-time Gold Glover, Eight-time Silver Slugger, a five-time batting champ, a one-time World Series champion. Derek I, Jeter, I, ooh, Roger Clemens, actually. and Jose Canseco. AJ, please get it wrong. But if I know it, or if I think I know it, I know you for sure know it. And we have 30 seconds. I don't have any extra hints for you on this one, AJ. Sorry. Ah, uh, shoot. Okay. There's no, there's right, no that's kind of what I was coming. waiting for. No. Between the 12-time All-Star, two-time Gold Glove, eight-time Silver Slugger, five-time batting title, and one-time World Series champ. That's all I got on him. And a one-time World Series champ? Only a one-time champ. Ten seconds. And Jose Canseco. That's what's killing me here. Um, Remember, if you got the two. <laughs> yeah, five. I'm going to go A-Rod. Fuck no. you. Oh, thank God. Wade Box. Yes, sir, Paul. Oh, well, my guess is A-Rod. Wade Boggs played with Derek good, Jeter in the Yankees, pull. Roger Clemens yep. in the 80s with the, Boston the with the Boston Celtics, the Red Sox, and his and final Canseco year with the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. And Wade's final year, the second year of the Tampa Bay Devil Rays at the time, Jose Canseco was a member of that team. So I actually had no idea when he played with Canseco. So every single one of you guys got a half a point tonight for a steal. You each got that was, one steal. Well, no, Paul, Paul got was, two steals. Those are so tough. No, Paul no, won this league by had other steal. I was, I was disqualified for cheating. Oh. I, I, I agree with that ruling. I just didn't want to. <laughs> but if the rules weren't established beforehand, it's kind of like steroids. Was it really cheating if it wasn't explicitly stated? It, they were never established, but I was very clear. I, I, I do I, agree. I did not. <laughs> I, yeah, I agree. Because I would feel bad because I, I had. I didn't have an idea. Do we have an update curious. of like no, not yet. what the score would be? <laughs> okay, so I need should to find we like the time to actually do it? And remember, well, why don't like, we just say like we all have half a point and we go forward from here? <laughs> how about we not do that? like what? <laughs> I huh? wouldn't be mad about that. Ryan probably will. Yeah, I need to like go listen and just like. It's fine. Ryan won the preseason. It's fine. <laughs> no, there we go. Like the Lions. Ryan is 4-0 in 
now he's gonna go 0 16. It's not a big deal. Go. I'm okay with two tonight on Or or we one, just say that next guy. week, like Matt, Matt just start real. keeping tally next week. We really could start keeping tally next week. Like and yeah, it, it would be easy, and you wouldn't have to go back. And yeah, or we've had a lot of practice now. Internet, can we uh, go back? And and this is the first time we've established a concrete rule. Yeah, it, but it let's say like let's say like this is phase rule. two, the phase one champion. I'm is gonna Ryan. go back and I'm gonna go back and find the actual scores of my man. But we know Ryan won. There's no reason to go, go like go Ryan green, like lapped the field with us. And we also had to set a concrete rule. Our steal is worth half a point or a third. They're a half a point. I, a third. I, I set this. A third. It's so easy, man. Okay, we take, we take, yours. listen. Hey, no, we take a vote. Half is there, way too much. No, there's four of us. There's four of us. Ryan, what do you say? Half or a third? <laughs> so this, So this is another reason it's really, you get more time and you get to hear a wrong guess. Like so Ryan says a half, I have say such, a half. Matt, what do you say? Such an advantage. It's, I say a half. I'm the, doing all the, the damn math. The wrong, okay, there the you go. Wrong. Three yes. to one. I'll democracy do the math. Rules. Why are you like this? Democracy rules. Oh, democracy is trash. That's how we got Trump. Well, yeah, it's true. not really. Well, he right. Actually, he lost the popular <laughs> vote. <laughs> so if we'd have done it was, the popular vote, vote oh, we wouldn't have Trump democracy. Yeah, the electoral college is why we got Trump. But that's well, a discussion I, for another that time. I actually that actually agree with, but that's, that is a discussion I mean, for another a time. All right, not anything to disagree with. Let's move so on. Moving on. I just I just don't I just think people are dumb. To one that's all. or the other. One or the other. So gentlemen, we've got some quicker hitters, not so much deeper discussions, and we got four of them. You got the ball or the puck, and time's running out. Would you rather ensure overtime? Or risk losing and win in regulation. I mean, I need more details around this. I need. Are we home or away? For, scenario for, for me. Home or away? Oh, no. Nah, for uh, what are we? I'll why? Why are we? For, so say for me, go go for the win. Why are we losing if we take a risk and it doesn't pan out? What are you talking about? You're down by. I don't know. You're down by either. You have well. Let's see. No, you'd have to be tied. You'd have to so, be tied for this scenario. Say like you score work. a touchdown and it's twenty six twenty seven. You can kick the extra point and yeah. be twenty seven twenty seven, or you can go for the two and be twenty eight twenty seven, and then win the game. Well, it totally depends on if my team's better or not. Or you're down two. You can either drive to the basket and get for the foul, or make the bucket, or you can kick it out for a three. Oh, you always drive. I'd, so it's you know, would you rather go for the win or play extra? I'd rather go for the win. Oh, it's so so scenario dependent. I don't like I don't like reducing how deeply strategic oh games can be at times. It's something so simple. So so okay. So to be clear, Ryan says he goes for the win. Well, going for the win might be playing for OT. It, going for the win doesn't. So if you have a vastly better team and bad circumstance, a kickoff return for that a touchdown, a fumble return part for of a touchdown. No, we, Considering this then, question, then, then it actually says ensure overtime we vastly, or go for the sorry, win. Be but it matters so much. But this question specifically takes that way out of it. You can't say you're going for the win by ensuring overtime. You can either ensure overtime or risk losing and go for the win. I go for the win. I mean, it's just, it's, it's like, I cannot, 
I think I play for overtime. We're going to break Paul. It's not a logical question. <laughs> if you have Paul the better question. team, you play for overtime. If you have the worst team, you take the 50-50 chance to win. Like, that's the answer. It depends on your team. That's your answer. I think in any scenario, I'm playing for overtime and trusting my guys to outlast them another five minutes. Yeah, for, for Except me, if I you're out of pitchers, because what happens me, if you have nobody to pitch general. overtime? So if I got the option to go Paul, for the win, this scenario does not up, necessarily apply to baseball. Baseball has overtime; it applies to everything. But, but but it doesn't though, because there's not you don't get that one like like would you try and steal home? It it would yeah it would have to be the equivalent <laughs> of like a guy on second and a, a single to the left fielder, like that is With dependent. Two outs. But that's dependent. If I'm at home, I play for the tie. If I'm on the it's road, I play dependent. for the win. Going for the win, I'm always baby. playing Let's for the go. win, but sometimes playing for the win is playing for OT. Let's go. Little Giants, Michigan State fake field goal against Notre Dame. <laughs> they could have sent it to overtime and instead. I, I object this question. Win for the win. Big, big I'm going for the Martin win. Antonio. I play for overtime. And Paul refuses to answer. I think so it. I think it. I think that question, like to be fair, is very sport dependent, though. So I'm like, gonna put it like this: If I'm in charge, my team's going to be better. So I'm playing for overtime. Okay. There you go. All right. Would you rather be the star of a bad team or an average player on an elite team? Didn't we already do this? No, we did. Uh, we did hometown hero Careers. versus. Or yeah. jack of all trades versus you're the best at this one thing. Yeah, and we also did we, like we also, we also did, did Charles middling... Barkley or Steve Kerr's career. That's true, but Charles Barkley wasn't the thing. star on a bad team. He just didn't win a championship. Right. I understand how the logic. I know is the it's same, it, it's a different question, and I I think I would rather be. Man, that's tough. I think I'd rather. I think I'd rather be an average player on an elite team and get that championship. I would too, and and I'll tell you why. Because if I'm a bad player, if I'm a uh, if I'm an average player on an elite team, you're pretty good. (laughs) Eventually, I'm going to get paid, and then I'll have the opportunity to be the star on a bad team because they're going to overpay me. So, and I'm not I'm not going to be that good for them. But I'll Ryan's Ryan's right train of thought. Like, yeah, I'm going to be the. Average player on the elite team because I'm going to win a lot and I'm going to win titles and with titles comes overinflated contracts and so not only do I get to win a lot and have a lot of fun but I also get paid well I get yeah. paid not maybe not as well as that star but I get paid like a star because I'm an average player on a title winning team and I get to have my rings I get to have my cake and eat it too I get the money I get the rings I, I don't need to be in the Hall of Fame it's not a big deal and I might get in the Hall of Fame anyways you might <laughs> a lot of <laughs> A lot of average players on elite teams made the hall. So, I'm trying to think of an example uh, of, a, of a, an average player on an elite team who then went on to become a star on a, on a different team. Like I've got so plenty like, of examples of guys like if, that were just like got overpaid, like Draymond but didn't become a the star. Pistons, that's what would have happened if he went to the Pistons in like 2016. He would have been the star if on Draymond, the Pistons. If Draymond had left, we would have never heard from him again. That's not true. But he would have been a star on the Pistons. The Pistons still would have sucked. Absolutely or if true. You got like, if you put, you know, Clay Thompson, right? If you just threw him on the Knicks and was like, hey, you're the Knicks' best player, the Knicks aren't going to do shit. But you put him on Golden State, he's a fucking elite of the elite. And so he's I think a something like guy, uh, the best player in the best team ever. 
like a Charlie Villanueva who, you know, got paid while being a slightly above average player, you know, and then came to Detroit and got paid for it, but didn't really do anything. I mean, yeah, even even Steven example. Jackson, in a sense, he was very important for San Antonio when they won the title. He went to Charlotte, the Bobcats, and he was their best player, and they were garbage trash. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, he still got his ring with San Antonio, <laughs> and then he got paid with Charlotte. I don't. It's tough. I don't. I don't know. I don't know where I where I swing on this one. Like the ego side of me wants to be the star player, even if it's on a bad team. Be like Devin Booker. But like the winning side of me is like you know shit. You know, yeah, I'm not as good, but we good. We really good overall as a team. Yeah, yeah I, I think I'd, I'd rather, rather do that. I'd rather be on the lead, lead on the elite team. The like the other thing, if I want to, if I wanted to get paid. I mean, I know basketball is the best for this example, but even if you look at like Nick Foles, right? Like he he won as part of he was a he was a good quarterback in the playoffs for them, on a really good team around him, and then they won the Super Bowl and new Super Bowl MVP, and then he left and he got stupid stupid paid, and then it's like well, yeah, Nick Nick Foles yeah, isn't that good. Back down to earth. I'm trying to think, like, are there running back examples for this where, like, they had a line and that's why they look so damn good? Then they went somewhere else to be the, I mean, well, actually, kind of Le'Veon Bellish. Um, <laughs> DeMarco Murray? But, yeah. I, well, I mean, Le'Veon's Jets teams are trash, but yeah, I, trash. I understand what you're saying. <laughs> uh, yeah, DeMarco Murray's not a bad example. I don't. He still put up some numbers when he first got to, uh, what, Tennessee? Yeah. But, uh,. No, that's not. No, good. I was gonna say Monty Ball, but I don't think that's a good example. No, Monty, Monty Ball was trash from the ex- jump. What are we giving examples? A running back We're in this to situation, find like that, like a running Cause, back that cause, was like yeah. average, average on, on an, an elite, elite team and then a star. No, no, no. And then like and be, then good went on to a bad went team. to be a star, but he was on a bad team and it just all fell apart. I mean, and not. So like, I mean, that happens all the time. Not Reggie Bush, but he was on the Saints team that won the Super Bowl. And then he bounced yeah. around to a bunch of different teams, and he just wasn't yeah. as good. Yeah, he still produced, though, in Miami and then here in Detroit for a year. He, Reggie he Bush did, is actually but, a close but example. Was, but he was a, of, what he about, was a star What about that running teams. back uh, that just went to the Texans from Miami? Um, what, Lamar Miller? Yeah. No. I never thought he was that good. <laughs> and, I mean, the, it's not like the Texans were an, an elite team. No. No, I know, but and I guess Miami wasn't either, so that's a bad example. Um, man, I can't think. I mean, Brandon like, Jacobs. No, and now we're just getting into running Giants? backs who left and went bad. Like Aaron Legarrette Blunt was really good with the yeah. Texans. Legarrette Blunt like, looked great with the Patriots. Eighteen touchdowns in a year. Like, they're all the two yards. Yeah, man. eighteen touchdowns and eighteen yards. Yeah. <laughs> and the Lions are like, yeah, we want all of that. Like, why? Tom Tom Brady this year. <laughs> can't we can't be picking on old people? That's not fair. No, but you got another question. Yeah, oh yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> no, we ain't done this question. Um, so actually, this kind of falls in line with the last question. But would you rather win the MVP or the championship? Would Wait, you say that win again. What? Yeah, you cut out for me too. Would you rather win an MVP, so personal victory, or your team wins the championship? Team victory. Championship. Oh, title for oh, sure. MVP. Title. Because I'm, I'm assuming it's sort of like the Barkley question. Like, if I'm an MVP player on a championship team, obviously I'm winning the championship. 
But if it, you but ask if it's Derek like, Rose that question, like, hey, you can be ask, the MVP ask here. Derek Rose that question. I think Derek Rose I mean, had the same answer as me. Derek Rose came to the Pistons for two years. Yeah, I mean, Charles did it. You know, like, Malone. The, they both like were Derek MVPs on championship caliber teams. They just didn't win it. Yeah, and I think that both of those would trade in their MVP for an NBA championship. Uh, for sure. So you'd rather be Scottie Pippen than Charles Barkley? Yeah. You're telling Nash, me that, take yeah, Nash. Like, Nash 100% would trade his yeah. MVP for a title. And I guarantee you that Trout would do the same thing in Major League Baseball. And I guarantee you that Miggy would even well, trade I in think there are also players MVP. who would trade No, no, Miggy, Miggy won the title MVPs. too. So <laughs> Yeah, but you're telling me that Miggy would not trade in his 2013 MVP for – or his 2012 MVP for uh, a World Series that year? Does he still get to I, keep an I think MVP? There's way more. Way well, he more got it in 13 it too. Like, would Zaza Pachulia change a title for MVP? Probably. As long as he gets to keep the triple crown MVP. But that, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, those players had it all. You really got to take a player that never won, that only won an MVP, never won a title. And, and, and think, like Steve Nash, I think is a perfect example. It's a good one, but then it's like, so if you go to a championship team. Allen Iverson. Like, are you the same level of player? Would kind of be my only question to this. Because well, look if, because at Kevin if Durant. I, right, if I could be Kevin Durant in Golden State over Kevin Durant in a uh, Golden or in Oklahoma City, that's what I'm going to do. Because people are still saying the, he's you know the best player in the NBA, but but now you have a title. I, so think, I think Kevin Durant makes a great case for this too. Because so we all know how insanely soft mentally Kevin Durant is, and how much he cares about what people think of him and his personal achievements. So MVP is the complete crowning of what you are as a player, right? Yeah. And Kevin Durant still what they chased that ring because yeah. it didn't matter that he had MVP. He didn't that's have that point. ring. That's a good point. He also did. He also and, and that's didn't the guy who cares about <laughs> who personal also opinion more than anybody. Yeah, who, I think I don't, Barry I don't Sanders would that, give up I, his 97 MVP for a Super Bowl in a heartbeat. Yeah. I don't know that Russ or Harden would trade their MVPs for championships. Hey, come here. I think the majority – so obviously it's a personal question. You're going to get different answers, but I think I think close to 90% of professional athletes would take the title. And I would take the title. Yeah, doesn't make it right or wrong, but I'm taking the title. Yeah. It's personal. I don't know. I think I'd rather take the MVP because then you are just known as one of the best. To the victor go to the spoils, not and there the are best. Plenty of, there are plenty of players that have a championship ring. But we don't know their names. Well, you didn't say you have to be doo-doo. Why, why do I got to be doo-doo? I could be a sour player. Because there are doo-doo players on championship teams. There's one-hit wonder MVPs too. Like, Yeah, but they usually have a damn good career around it. Maybe not winning the MVP or, again. Or, injury. or they're injured. Like Derrick Rose. The real question is, would Peyton Hillis trade his Madden cover for a title? <laughs> not a chance. <laughs> I think Scottie Pippen would trade all of his titles for MVP. <laughs> you watched the last dance. Last dance, I don't doubt that. His, his were meaningless. So don't pull your, don't, his, his were fake news in a rig. Don't pull yourself out of the game when you're finally the man, and you know maybe you won't have this problem. Right. All right, and last one of the other of the night. Would you rather be an average player but have a good reputation on and off the field, or an elite player and rumors of cheating in the game and? Off-field issues. 
Can I have a question, Matt? Because I thought this was going to be one of the best questions you've ever asked. Can we make a slight adjustment? Can we just say that people think you're a piece of shit for whatever reason sure. you deem? All right. Give me the elite player. I don't give a flying anything <laughs> what anybody thinks about me, especially people that don't know me, that write about me. I give two shits. Let me be the best that I can be. And if you hate me, more power to you because it's just going to piss you off even more when I keep winning and keep kicking ass. So you'd rather be Barry Bonds or Roger Clemens? Uh, no, oh, he'd, rather yeah, he'd rather be Ty Cobb. Uh, listen, I would, I would say Ty Cobb, but that's blasphemy because that's not true. Yeah, that is actually very He was a great about, person. Y'all are yeah. dicks. I mean, it's, but, it's just, read that it's just yes. one book Paul. saying one thing yes, and then the other I, book I saying another. I absolutely would. No, I'll 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 be Ben Roethlisberger. I don't care. Ryan, we'll talk about that off cast. Aaron Rodgers is another good example. As much as I hate him, like God. No, no but there's, there's no, the but there's you can no. But the only thing want. with Aaron Rodgers is his whole family situation. There's no cheating scandal yeah. with Aaron Rodgers. I oh I, I think oh, I what if um oh oh the golfer um Patrick Reed, right? <laughs> yeah, but Patrick Reed, I wouldn't consider elite. Uh, yeah, let's bring Tom Brady into this conversation. About he's, he's got a green jacket. He's got a green jacket, but so does uh, Charles Schwartzel. You're going to call both of those guys elite? I don't know who that is. I don't is. know. I, I, exactly. I, like, I like Patrick Reed. <laughs> Michael Jordan. I, I like him, too, and I think he's good he when he's on. But no, like, I, I was just, they're like, just hated. I wouldn't want to be Patrick Reed because he really is a dickhead. But, but AJ, him and that's Rory what I'm saying. in like, the Ryder Cup is one of the best things I've ever seen in golf. I agree. I agree. Their, their but, but that's the so only good. time But that's the only time that Patrick Reed shows up. Right? Like Patrick Reed like Rory dominates, Tiger dominates when they play. Patrick Reed is like he shows up like at majors only. You know what I'm saying? And and half the time he doesn't even show up at majors. So yeah. I he had a good run at the Masters. I'm not trying to take that away from him. He was the best golfer that week, and and he deserves a green jacket. But I wouldn't put him in this conversation of being elite and, you know, a POS just because it's not. It, it's not you know like, what the real person that you use is Tiger Woods. Uh, OJ Simpson. That's uh, yeah. I mean, that's the <laughs> Greg example. Greg Hardy. Like, Ray Rice. But again, are those guys illegal? No, no. But hang on, you're 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 also missing the cheating in their sport part of this aspect. It's not just issues off the field; it's cheating in the game you play. These are rumors, not confirmed. Yeah, I I I kind of I never failed a test in my life. Blow me. I I also I go the other way than Paul. I think I'd rather. And it's not because I care about what people think. I just basically what you get it. Ohio State or Michigan. It's it's it, diminishing what you do. Yeah. Honestly, would you rather would oh. you rather people think you cheat and then just smack everybody around? Or because here's the thing, like horse. like after your career for the microcosm in your life that it is, like that stuff follows you. So I'd rather oh, you know okay. have a career, be an average player, but still be a good guy and be able to you know participate in society rather than being ostracized because of the way that I, you know, you know, exacerbated this lie about myself in the media. Like, I, I just, I would rather, I think I'd rather just be average and, and, and be a decent human being. And when oh, I, screw that. Screw it. Not about you know. that. Life. Raphael Palmero before the steroid scandal and then after the steroid scandal. Like he encompasses both uh, yeah. sides. Yeah. 
<laughs> Listen, uh, I'm dude, not cheating. Yeah. You can think I'm cheating. I'm not really cheating. It's fine. We're good. Never gonna catch me. I don't know. It, it's it, Ryan. What'd you say? Uh, I'd rather be elite. I'm sort of Paul. I don't. Matt? I don't care what other people think about me. I can build up enough of a bubble where where people are gonna tell you you're great no matter what. Anyway, if that's what you really yes. Want. But my question is, my question is one: Can the superficiality of that last for it's, your it's, post it's career for life? Yeah, but a Rod, I I. A-Rod is I, a great example of this. But I think that A-Rod has done, like, I'll be honest with you, I hated A-Rod. Despised the man. And now having, like, him being away from the game and, like, you know, obviously you see him only in the media. It's not like I have a personal, like, insight to his life. But, like, it genuinely looks like he turned things around. You know what I'm saying? Like, I kind of have a respect for him now. Because <clears throat> he kind of really Not owned up baby. to it, and then yeah, kept like the conversation it. Like, going I, about it. You over, like he's got a he had a TV show um, on CNBC and I uh, back in the game or something like that, where he like publicly admits like, yeah, like I lost, you know, I made a fool of myself. And he tries to get struggling athletes like Ryan Lochte and a couple other people like back on their feet, and you know. I so, <laughs> a, I think A Rod, yeah, that was a, a that was a dumbass. nuts episode. Ugh. But like that, like I think A Rod is kind of like a good example of like, you know, the ability to kind of recreate an image. So if you were able to do that, yeah, obviously you want to be elite. Um, but I think that if you have to have one or the other, I think I'm gonna kind of default to. People speaking well of my game, but also speaking well of my character. Even though, on the surface and like inside me, that doesn't matter to me, I still think that it's important that people at least think well of me. Which might sound like a contradiction, but I'm not trying to make it sound like a contradiction. So Paul would rather be Ben Roethlisberger than Kirk Cousins. (laughs) (laughs) I, I said that. I literally said that. He did. That's funny. Me too. Matt, I just like that example. I I would I would take the average player uh, with a you know with a clean record and the respect of the game, respect of my peers, that kind of aspect over the MVP with some skeletons. It's the game aspect that bothers me more than the off the field stuff. The off the field stuff, yeah, I'm with Paul. I couldn't give a shit. But if there are right. rampant, you know, from you know trustworthy sources, rumors of me cheating the game. Um, that's where is Barry uh, Bonds not an example of this? Uh, he absolutely is. I mean, but he's beloved now in San Francisco. But he's still not. I mean, I remember but the second not. his career was done, San Francisco tore down everything that had Bonds on it, and he was everywhere at that stadium, and they took everything down with Bonds. Like they they completely erased. They had anything to do with them, which was ridiculous in my mind at the time. It's like y'all come 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 crawling back, and and that you know and and I you know and I I told that line with the whole steroid thing also of how much I consider it actually cheating. You know I've always said that I think there should absolutely still be a wing. You know at um you know at, at Cooperstown with 
you know, put a big asterisk over their wing. And that's when it flat out says the players in this wing, in this wing were hall of fame worthy. However, there are questions about whether or not they took anything to help enhance their numbers, whether it's proven or not, they still get in the hall. They still have their plaque. You can still go visit it if you want to, but it's not where everyone else is. Put a wing up for all the players that play in the guys 19, like Maguire, guys like Bonds. Say, hey, they got to play against Postman. People, you don't know how many people are in there that got away with it. Like, oh yeah, we that's why I said. Before. Hang on, that's why I said in this wing you have it flat out said that there has been speculation. Whether there's proof or not, there has been speculation on these but players. But that's not fair. But it is fair because they still get to be in the hall as opposed to not no, we being had in the this hall at all. Conversation before. The other option you is not being in the hall at all. How are you, you going to have that as be the other option? You're going to have a Hall of Fame for baseball with some of the best players the of all time not there to visit. As long as you are better at cheating, it's okay. Good. I don't think it does reinforce that, Paul, though. Like... Because, it has to. It does. Okay, maybe in your so, mind it has to, but it doesn't have to. Like, tell me what PEDs are being used from the 20s to the 70s. Cocaine. Cocaine, right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so, like, so, so Reggie Jackson gets a giant asterisk on Mr. October. More like Mr. Oxnober. And oh, I, that's and, good. Hey. That was good. That was I was good. hoping it would land. That was that really landed, good. but like I, I again, I don't think that's the argument to be made, Paul. I think the argument to be made is again, how much is are these chemicals really enhancing their performance? Because all it's doing is helping them recover a little bit better. I get that, but it does not affect their ability to hit a baseball or throw a baseball. And that's reinfirmed. Well, re- that's not It's strengthened by the fact true. that, yes, because the number of players you've never heard of on skill, those lists is ridiculous. No, I, I get that the technique and skill overrides, but no, there are still things that being stronger and quicker help you in baseball. But I. Like, sure, are you telling can, me bat speed doesn't matter in baseball? No, I'm, I'm not telling you that bat speed doesn't matter. What I'm telling you is it doesn't matter if you can swing the bat the fastest in the world. If you can't, if you don't have the hand-eye coordination to hit the baseball, those PEDs Correct. do nothing for well, you. That's why they're called performance-enhancing but but drugs, also, not performance-creating drugs. But, We're no, talking but, about but Hall of Famers. Performance-enhancing would also speak to their numbers. But it, we're also talking, talking about, about Hall of Famers. The, we're talking about guys like Roger Clemens, so, who was on I, his way to a Hall of Fame career before. before anything happened with steroid-related stuff. I, I don't stuff. know if I've brought can, this can up I finish, before, please? but I... We're talking no. about guys like Roger Clemens, who had a Hall of Fame career before anything ever happened in the 90s. He was working his way towards that before the end of the 90s. We're not talking about Eric Gagne, who had a season and a half that was completely right. steroid-related to give him that season and a half. We were talking about guys who are good enough for the Hall of Fame, and their whole career, nowhere near it, was on this stuff in the first place. Those are the guys that I care about. I don't care about Eric Gagne. I don't care about Paul LaDuca. I don't care about the countless guys who made their way up to double A, triple A, all that stuff, instead of making it to the show when maybe they would have just been in single A the whole time if they took it. And I don't even, I don't even care about the guys like Jose Canseco. No, I'm talking about guys because, that have that argument for the right. Hall of Fame. Right. That's the guys I care Which about. Which McGuire had before '98. Right. So. Which Barry Bonds well, I, had before '98. Which 
Roger Clemens had before 98. These guys I care about. I don't, you know, maybe even Rafael Palmero. You know, he had a pretty steady career. But guys like Sammy Sosa was not making the Hall of Fame before 98. He just wasn't. Uh Yes, he had a couple great years. Good for him. All of a sudden, forgot forgot how to speak English, apparently. And that was one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life with the whole steroid scandal. All of a sudden, Sammy Sosa can't speak English. Like, and he's, and he's, powdered himself in some weird ass color that's not human looking but the guys that have the argument for the hall of fame i don't care that they took something they belong in there and if they need to be in their own wing with an asterisk over the wing i'm for it as opposed to the other option of them not being included in baseball history at baseball's hall of fame yeah so all they need to do is we need to go through the history of baseball or you can do it for all sports really but Baseball is the one that always comes up in. Right. And take known users, take suspected users, take the numbers, bear them out, and come up with coefficients and an algorithm that give you a statistical advantage for PEDs and the types that you take. So I know that you hit you had a 0.01% better chance of hitting a home run every time you came up to bat, et cetera, et cetera, down the line. And have, we, we have all of these advanced statistics to adjust for ballpark, to adjust for um, competition, all of that. Give me statistics that adjust for PED usage. I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but we have the technology. We have the math capability. We can do this. Give me PED-adjusted statistics to compare everyone on as level of a playing field as we could do it. Right, but then again, you also are only making those comparisons from, like, the 80s on. Correct, which is why I said it's stupid to begin with and just let them all in. But if we're going to do this, if we're going to split hairs, let's do it logically. Let's not pick and choose and guess. Let's put an actual number on it. We're not picking and choosing and guessing. We're picking the players that actually deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Whether they took steroids or not. But you don't know who that is. You but are we picking do. and choosing and guessing. We have guys no, who have don't. entire careers worth of numbers to show us that they were working their way towards the Hall of Fame before the year and of the scandal. And you have guys with hit. entire careers of numbers that never got caught that did it. So again, you're guessing. You don't know. You're guessing. What I'm saying is the argument is just for those guys that are worthy of being in the conversation in the first place. As opposed to the blanket blanket statement of the PEDs. That we don't know. There are plenty of guys that have nowhere near the numbers to do it, even with PEDs. And there are plenty of guys that got away with it. What do you do about them? You can't do anything. That's what I'm saying. If there is any kind of stuff regarding it, they get in the the certain wing about it. But they're still in the Hall of Fame, regardless. You're putting an asterisk on it. It's not regardless. I feel like your, your whole statement of those guys that got away with it would skew the numbers that you just talked about. Oh, you can never make it perfect, but it also wasn't nearly as widespread. Not to mention, if you did a good job of it, if you did a good job of creating your algorithms, your coefficients, you could use that to root out potential users that were not suspected at the time. Like Pudge at his height. Not that it before matters. Before he got less pudgy. At this point. But. <laughs> yeah, I did think it was quite uh, quite amazing how much weight 
Pudge Rodriguez. Oh yeah, like was it from '06 to '07? He looked he looked like he looked like rookie size. (laughs) Yeah, he got COVID. Here is the most important question for your cheaters' wing: Does Pete Rose get into the normal wing? To me, absolutely. He didn't do anything wrong as a player. All right, thank you, thank you. All right, I'll allow it. I think that I think that Pete Pete Rose. (laughs) Yeah. I've always thought Pete no. Rose deserved to be in the Hall of Fame as a player, and I think it's ridiculous. Yeah. That, it's not, that was not my whole hangout, but that is a very important I, distinction. Yeah, I I agree as a player, but I mean, the guy—he's just an idiot. I—he's an idiot. He could have been in a long time ago if he just keep his mouth shut. Why should he have to keep his mouth shut? Oh. To appease well, well, some stupid ass. Well, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> to appease some stupid ass holier than thou bullshit. It's not. It's I mean, there's there's some pretty clear evidence that he not only bet on games, but like strategically moved players around during games that he did not bet on. Yeah, maybe as a manager, but not as a player. Favor. I understand that, but like, well, they're two different careers. To me, they're two completely different careers. If he never managed a game in his life, was he getting in the Hall of Fame? Absolutely. Well, yeah, I I just don't I don't know how they separate the two, right? Like it's simple. Pete Rose, Hall of Fame, ML, Major League Baseball player, you're the all-time hit king. Still, <laughs> I think you deserve to be in the yeah. Hall of Fame. It's so simple. Like we complicate everything. But, it doesn't have to. Be. But I also love Mickey Mantle's quote on him <laughs> about if he spent his he spent his career hitting singles like Pete Rose. Yeah, I know something about his skirt or something. <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's freaking hilarious. Like, yeah, yeah, if I spent my career to first base yeah. or something. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. It's... All right. Well, we are out of questions for this this round of one or the other. Ryan, do the thing. Well, make sure that you guys are following us on where you can get our podcast, both Apple Podcasts and Podbean. They got star ratings. Make sure you guys give us five stars because if you give us four stars, I'm not inclined to like you very much. And then make sure you're following us on our social media, Twitter, Sports Carnage Podcast, and uh, Facebook, Sports Carnage Podcast as well. You can also find us on the YouTube where we post videos and content that you're not going to find on Podbean and Apple. So you really got to keep your ears to the streets and find out what we got going on. Yeah, yeah. For Ryan Griffin, AJ Riley, the late arriving Paul Roshan, I'm Matt Bass, and we are Sports Carnage. Thanks for spending another couple hours with us this week. We'll talk to you all next week.